Hello and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gaming and Their Dogs. It is episode 55, day 271 here in the Zen Room. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the splendiferous Tommy Gibbons. Hey, bitches. And how are you tonight, Tommy? I'm okay tonight. How are you? I'm doing great. All right. Yeah. Good. Definitely. Been keeping busy, you know? You gotta be busy because you're old, so if you're not busy, you're just gonna die. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just saying. It's good that you're busy. <laughs> yes, it is. Been busy with rehearsals. Okay. You know, for the Weir, upcoming at South Shore Theater Experience, end of October. Right there on Theater Row in Wellwood. Yes, it is. Right. Yeah, so we've been busy in rehearsals for that, and this past weekend we actually went to go see a magic show down there at the theater. A magic show? Yes, performed by uh, Ted Plazia. How was it? It was actually quite entertaining. Was it? Yes, it was. Did it make you younger? No, it didn't make me any younger. There's some magic that's that this doesn't work. Okay. Okay. But he was a good magician? Yes, he was. Birds, bunnies? There were no birds or bunnies, but he did enough sleight of hand and card tricks. and Close up. Yeah, it was very good, I thought. All right. It was very entertaining. Magic, that's, I know it's what it is, but that they pull it off uh, is pretty, uh, I always get sucked in. I of course, I, 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 always, I do too, and I try to watch and see if I, there's, am I missing the sleight of hand, and I'm always, I like, watching the hands, and yeah, I, I just can never figure them out. It's always a performance. Yep. And every performance has to have some element of fakery to it. Yeah, of course, right? So I, I go in for it. I, you know, but then those big things, those big magician people. Oh, God. Like, yeah, right. I don't know how they, like, make, make the uh, Statue of Liberty disappear. I know. Stuff like that. That always amazes me, right? Well, who were them two that worked with the with the with the lions? One of them killed. One of them got killed by the lion. Yeah, but they weren't magicians. What were they? They were. They did an animal act. <laughs> Jump through the hoop. Yeah. You Stand know. on the box. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they were magicians. They weren't magicians. Nope. Wait. All they did was they had these two cats. I'm not really. I never saw their act, so I don't know. But I do not think that they were magicians. Okay. Okay. That's disappointing because you trained a cacko for you. Yes. Like, like I also, but I also go in deep for the dog agility. Okay. Every time I see one of those things. Oh, the dog shows? No, not the dog shows. Okay. Specifically the agility competitions. Ah. And sp- specifically the non-tight ass ones. Okay. <laughs> you know, like, I love to see a boxer. Go through, not a boxer, uh, uh, an English bulldog. Go through an agility course. You got now in that instance, you got to commit some time. Yes, you do. Then you got the ones who are like the fuck. They're just crazy fast and crazy disciplined, and and it's I love the dog agility shows. Okay. I do. I like the dog shows. Uh, they got uh, you know this is the perfect example of this dog. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, yeah, definitely. I'll go with that. All right. All right. So I guess we'll move on to our very first segment then, which of course is... Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. And tonight we're going to continue through our Dictionary of Dogs. And we're up to the letter D this week. I want you to know, first of all, I'm very unhappy by this. Why is that? Uh, Because there are other things to talk about about the dogs. And it's not just... uh, And I think if it is going to be that, which is (laughs) fine... 
we need to make some adjustments because oh. right here I just softballed you dog agility shows. Yes. I don't know much about them so I really don't know what I can tell you about them. Okay, hold on. I didn't realize that this whole thing, everything that I thought had to be set up as a way for you to talk about Well, it's about a way it. for us to have a conversation about these things. So there's nothing I could bring up about the dog agility that would interest you enough to engage in a conversation about that? Well, I don't know enough about them to even ask any questions about them. Or okay. Anything. Okay. So, yeah. I'm just saying you're sitting with the power of, of, of all of human knowledge in front of you. Yes. You, you hit a few of them keys and you could, we could watch some dog agility shows. Yes, we could, but that would be pretty boring to our audience who are not watching them with us. No, but we could, like, comment on them and we could talk about it. Like, like uh, what do I want to say? Uh, well, maybe if we were doing a video podcast, that would make more sense. Oh, the way to sneak up my ass right there. <laughs> Go ahead, let's talk about your, was it D-dog? Is it the D-dog yes. or is it the C-dog? No, we're up to the letter D. Uh, D, you wouldn't we did, settle we on did something s- as, as, as uh, basic as a Dalmatian or uh, a Doberman. You no. Go for some sort of... We went from the um, top of the list. Uh, we're at D. Yes. Okay, and, so I'm and, giving you D-dog. And I'm, I'm guessing. And I'm but giving you the dog we're going to talk about tonight. I don't get to guess. No, well, you can try to guess. Keep on guessing if you'd like. Did you hear my first two? Or yeah, they were both, and they were both wrong. Head? They, they were, were both, both wrong. wrong. Not Dobermans, <laughs> not Dalmatians. A dog day. Uh, oh, there's a dog day. A dog day. Do, yeah. Um... <laughs> What is it? Brazil? No, not Brazil. It's the other side of the world. The cold countries. Denmark, not Denmark. Finland, Sweden. Dog day. I don't know. Do I'll got? give you a hint. It's a German dog. I don't want no fucking hints. Oh, me. no hints? No. 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 Well, it's a the, German dog. The dog we're going to talk about is the Dachshund. Oh, the Dachshund. Which in German means badger dog. Did you know that? I did not know that, but now I'm so know. grateful I'm here so you could tell me that. I knew you would be. I'm, I needed that. It is also popularly known as the wiener dog and the sausage dog. Yes, it is. Yep. A typical dachshund is long-bodied, as muscular, with short legs. Its front paws are disproportionately large and being somewhat paddle-shaped, which are suitable for digging. Digging, okay. Yes, it has skin that's loose enough not to tear while tunneling in tight burrows to chase after prey. Right, right, right. And the dominant color in the breed is red, followed by black and tan. And I did not know this. And there's common Are they allowed to be combined? Yes, like, they I've are. I've always seen a combined color doctor. Yeah, they're called, I think, they're, I think they're called doppled or bi-doppled or something like that. No, that's wrong. Okay. <laughs> or dappled. Maybe dappled. I think dappled no, is I think the word. dappled is what you do to a wall with paint. Okay. Anyway, I did not know You're this. Right, though. There is, there is some sort of... Yes, but yeah. there are. They have mixed coats. But I found out that there are three different... Like, coats. usually they have their noses are brown and their paws are brown. And they're, like... I don't know. Like, Louis, the tip of his tail is white, so you could find him. And I don't know if, like, if they do... Because then the rest of the dog is black with the red nose and the red feet and the red paws... And and do, do they have a tip at their tail? I don't remember. I can't remember. I don't know. Is there a picture of a dachshund we can see? I can pull up a picture of a dachshund for you. Because I know like. they burrow. I know they go for the... Um, that's why they have the long skinny nose too. So, and they go for small burrowing animals. But were they used for like hunting or was it... Well, yeah, they were, hun- they were hunting. They were dogs, hunters. But they hunted after small prey. Right. But they were looking for meat. They didn't go looking to like, you know, like a ratter. Yeah, no, I, I I don't know. 
Okay. I don't, that I don't know. But here are pictures yeah, 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 yeah. of various dachshunds. Oh, okay. Oh, the gray is nice. Yep. And see this this one? Look at the hair on that one. Yeah, long-haired dachshund. I that's one that's thing a... I, I learned is that there are three different kind of coats. For, there are the smooth coat, which is the short hair. There's a long-haired one, which we just saw the picture of. And a wired hair one. Yeah, they're cute, but I always feel like they're judging me. Dachshunds? Yeah. Well, they are known for being somewhat aggressive and can be somewhat stubborn and difficult to train. Okay. They think because due to its nature being a hunter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stubborn about going after its prey. But they have been kept by royal courts all over Europe, including that of Queen Victoria. And uh, famous owners of the Well, you know why that is, don't you? I mean... uh, Well, they're cute little dogs to put on your lap. No, and and the English royalty is German. Well, of course. So Isn't it? Sense. Even when it was Victoria, it was of Saxe, Kohlberg, yeah. Westerberlin, whatever it was. Whatever the name was. Yeah, it wasn't until much later that they yeah, it wasn't found Yeah, it wasn't until after Victoria they changed the uh, name to the House of Windsor. And made it up. They made that shit up. Yes, that they did. That wasn't even their name. Nope, That's it not wasn't. their name now. Anyway, famous owners of dachshunds include President Grover Cleveland, William Randolph Hearst, Pablo Picasso, Andy Warhol, and the current Queen of Denmark. No Taft? No. Why do I see Taft with a with a dachshund? I have no idea. Maybe Clearly, was, I see maybe Taft. He was, maybe he was eating one. Who did you say was the... Pre- <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He was the big fat guy. Yes, he was. Now, who was the president you said? Uh, Grover Cleveland. He wasn't a big fat guy. Not that I'm aware of, no. He did have the best name of all of them, though. Grover Cleveland? Grover Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, that's just an awesome fucking name for a president. That's an awesome fucking name for like, oh, you know, my niece is having a baby. Maybe I'll suggest Grover. Grover. Grover, yeah. Good name. She'll appreciate that, my niece. I'm sure she will. Grover Cleveland. What uh, What kind of what kind of president, uh, what, what kind of name is better for a president? It's got a city up in there. It's got a Muppet. Anyway, getting back to the Dachshund. Still, huh? We're just about done with them. They're rated the most aggressive among the smaller breeds. Are they really? Yes, they are. And they are prone to spinal problems, especially disc disease. Now, I wonder if that's because their spines are so long in relation to their height. Probably, yes. That's what I would, that's what I would attribute it to. Because that's weird, right? right? Like, do yeah. they have extra spine knots uh, that other dogs don't have? I don't know. No, they probably have the same a number of spinal discs and everything and bones. Spine dots. Whatever, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just elongated more so on this Now, that's so interesting because if they don't add more, if there's not like 15 instead of 13, if they don't add more bones, then the bones got to be stretched out. Yeah, I guess it depends on the breeding. Of course it depends on the breeding, Patrick. That's why we're talking A to D so far (laughs) about breeds and how different they are and what they do. Yes, I know. So what's your point? My point, see, I'm not drunk enough yet for you to throw me, okay? That's what I'm saying. My point is that they have the elongated backs, and I I think that that may be why. And now I'm asking, how does the back get elongated if it's not added? If they don't add uh, no, back they don't, knots, they don't do surgical procedures. Of course on these they dogs. don't, because it's bred that way. Right. I understand that going in. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm asking how they extend the length of the back. I know it's by getting dogs from a long ago who had long backs and getting them together, and dogs who had lost small feet and getting them together and I know it's a breeding thing that's how they got there I'm asking as a result of all of that are there extra bones or is it just elongated but like each of those little knot things there are no there are no extra bones there are no extra bones no okay okay so that means that the knots (laughs) have to be longer I guess yes there's got yeah Uh, unless there's just more connective 
Like, is there connective, that's tissue, that's not bone? There must be tendons and shit like that. Well, of course. Maybe those are extended instead, and and so... But they would have nothing to do with the length of the spinal column, the door. No, because they would be relative to what's already there. Yes. Okay. So making them longer is not even a thing. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just, why are their backs that long? That's all I'm saying. Through breeding. I'm already uh, exhausted, and we were on we were on dogs. We're only on dogs. Can you Fuck imagine, me, man? Well, I guess it means it's time to go on to our next segment. Then, happy and birthday! Many happy returns. Oh. A very happy birthday. Yes, a very happy birthday. Now you promised me only one. Yeah, yes, there's only one birthday. Dead. Dead. Someone with, uh, we both don't know, I don't think. Someone I think that we both should have known. Her, she was born September 28th, 1928. She was born with the name Cora Ann Walton in Memphis, Tennessee, the daughter of a sharecropper. At the age of 24, she married a truck driver and moved to Chicago, where she began singing in blues clubs. She then changed her name professionally to... Coco Taylor, and in 1966, she recorded the song Wang Dang Doodle, co-written by Muddy Waters, that reached number four on the R&B charts and number 58 on the pop charts. Hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second, I have a question. Okay. Did you mention her name at birth? Yes, Cora Ann Walton. Cora Ann Walton changed her name to... Coco Taylor. Go ahead, continue. Okay, I I believe Taylor was probably your husband's name. And Coco was a nickname she had when she was younger because of her obsession with chocolate. Okay, which is justified. Yes, it is. I hear Coco Taylor, I'm thinking drag queen. So I'm trying to think (laughs) back, what's this bitch's name? And I can't remember whether or not you said her name. So I don't know what her name is. So that's why I interrupted to ask what her name is. So I knew that this was not a drag queen. Yes. Coco Taylor could be a drag queen. With with a name like that, possibly could be. But this woman was not a drag queen. Okay. She changed her name. She liked chocolate, and she married some guy named Taylor. Yeah. And and, and, then she also, uh, she released 15 albums from 1968 to 2007. Damn. Eight of which were nominated for Grammy Awards. Damn. She won a Grammy Award herself in 1985 for Best Traditional Blues Recording. Damn. And she became known as the Queen of the Blues. The Queen of the Blues. Is this yes. Nina Simone? Is this... No, I said what her name is. It's Coco Taylor. Okay, now hold on. It's not Coco Taylor. Yes, it is Coco Taylor. Really? Yes, that's her name. Can I hear some? You certainly can. Let me see if I can pull up some of her music. I kinda, hold like, on a second here. I think I have her song. I love the blues. Ernestine. I love that. <laughs> Oh my god, it's perfect. I was like, how do I not know what this, the fuck this, is this Coco woman? Coco Taylor? Coco Taylor is her name. Damn, I didn't... For a drag queen? Damn. She was re- inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame in 1997. Her recording of Wang Dang Doodle was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame is in 1995. that what you just played? No, I played Ernestine. Well, Wang Dang Doodle was the one that was inducted. That was the one that was inducted into the hall. Okay. She also appeared in the films Blues Brothers 2000. Wouldn't have seen it. 
Wild at Heart, David Lynch film. I didn't see it. And Adventures in Babysitting. I didn't see it. Oh, all good. Well, no, two good movies. Blues Brothers 2000, not so much. Okay. But uh, she died on June 3rd, 2009 from complications from intestinal surgery. Coco Taylor. Coco Taylor. Okay. So, yeah, so that's today's her birthday, and I'm so glad I found out who she was. This happens to be uh, the best birthday segment we've ever done. (laughs) Because you discovered someone new. I have to be... Yeah. <laughs> it's the the best birthday segment you have uh, exposed, not exposed, because that could be taken positively, <laughs> subjected to. Ah. This is the one I have enjoyed the most. Coco Taylor. Coco Taylor. Before I leave this house, I will have downloaded an album of Coco Taylor's. Good for you. I'm going to do it right now. So to Coco Taylor. That shit was awesome. We say, happy birthday, girl. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to move on. We normally go on to bring out your dead, but no one died this week of any significance. Okay, so Two weeks in a row now of no one dying. This is the <laughs> second week that nobody's died. Right. I think the universe has to kick it up a notch. <laughs> yes, please. Please work on that. There's a few people should be dead. <laughs> but in the meantime, we'll move on to our next segment. Today in history. Today in history, Coco Taylor was born. <laughs> yes, yes, she was. Today is a kind of sad anniversary. Oh. It occurred back in Omaha on September 28th, 1919. It seems this young, well, not young, 41-year-old Will Brown was arrested for raping a 19-year-old young lady named Agnes Lobeck. He, of course, denied raping her. Well, of course, don't we, you know. And there were already racial tensions high in the city for various reasons, but on in the afternoon of September 28th, a large group of white youth started gathering near uh, school and began to march down to the county courthouse where Brown was being held. And there were about 30 police officers guarding the building. And eventually the mob turned to about estimates between 5,000 and 15,000. And they, of course, all wanted to hang uh, Mr. Brown. Mr. And the police tried to negotiate with him, but no, and they ended up storming the building, attacking the police. Yep. His victim, his alleged victim. Yes. A white woman? Yes. You know, stand a chance. They stormed the building. They relieved the cops of their guns and everything. Before we know it, whatever police were still around were either defending the inside of the building. A lot of them were also escorting Brown and other prisoners up to the roof of the building. In the meantime, the crowd set the building on fire. So before you know it, there were slips of paper being thrown down from the building. One said, the judge says he will give up Negro Brown. He is in dungeon. There are 100 white prisoners on the roof. Save them. Another note read, come to the fourth floor of the building and we will hand the Negro over to you. The sheriff, of course, claims a black prisoner is handed over Brown to the crowd. Well, yeah, yeah. People, of course, dispute that. But a few minutes later, Brown was then hanging from a telephone post. And he does some shit. And hundreds of revolvers and shotguns were fired at the body. After that, the rope was cut and his body he was tied to the rear end of a mo- automobile. Oh, don't even, don't continue. Don't dragged, continue. Dragged through the city. It was then set on fire using lantern oil, and the body was set on fire, and then there's an, actually a infamous picture of the mob posing with the burned body. You have gone too far. Why have I gone too Shut far? Shut up for a second. Shut up. Okay. What is his name? The young man who was killed was Will Brown. When was this? 1919. 
Now, before this happened, there were 20 other race riots that had broken out across the country. So this was like the culmination of the racial tensions at that time. Way to bring down the fucking room, Patrick. <laughs> well, some not all history is happy history. But no, I agree with you. All history should be acknowledged. And this is something you ne we never learned about when we were in school, right? No, we did not. Exactly. You have to wonder how many people in Omaha ever learned about this. Why pick Omaha? Well, that's where it happens. Omaha? Omaha. Kansas? Nebraska. Nebraska. Ah. Omaha, Nebraska, 1939. 1919. Nin uh, 1919. See, so you're talking over 100 years ago now. Okay, so wait. So the blacks who were in Omaha, Nebraska at that time yes. were probably just probably freed slaves. Well, at this time, what had happened was there's a great migration from the south of the blacks to more northerly type cities. After the... After the, the and, they fill, and they filled a lot of the western cities, and that included... In Omaha. And that fucking city. And from like nineteen ten to like nineteen twenty, their the black population doubled to like ten thousand. In Omaha. In Omaha. And at the same time you had the black veterans from World War One coming home. So there was job competition going on with between blacks and whites. Also, there was a large meatpacking industry in Omaha at the time and, and there were strikes going on and blacks were hired as strike breakers. Okay, hold on, because there's something filthy going through my head about meatpacking. And I I want to let it go. Please let it go. Hold on. It's really filthy. And it's, it's, this it's, is not, we're not talking about fudge packing. This is meat packing. Yeah, I'm not talking about fudge packing either. <laughs> I'm talking about meat. I'm talking about meat. Okay. You keep, you keep talking about meat. How that meat is packed. But anyway, the riot ended around 3 a.m. the next day when federal troops arrived. Well, people got to go to work. And then they had to set up machine gun uh, nests basically throughout the city. Uh, as a result, more blacks... Uh, moved to what was called North Omaha, which was like the majority black section of Omaha, and the city became more segregated. 120 people were arrested for their connection to the riot and murder. All of them were acquitted. Of course. All of them were acquitted. 1919, Omaha, Nebraska, the white mob. And then, in, the 19, black guy and then in 1921. Accused of raping a white woman? And then in 1921, the KKK established a chapter there in Omaha. Well, the, because Omaha proved its worthiness. Obviously. Come on, so, yeah. I mean, this is horrible. Horrible. Yes. Too many of these, and we don't know about enough of them. No, we don't. And if certain people have their way, we never will. No. Because they're going to say, oh, the story like this, that's going to make white people feel guilty. Feel guilty. And it's like... Well, it's, you know what? It, it's very interesting, because there's a very good reason why when white people see shit like that, they feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And... It's maybe they should feel guilty. It's because they're guilty. Yeah. This is what white people did. Now, I'm not saying that you're the white people who did this, but this is what white people did. Yeah. That's a, that's a rhythm. This is what white people did. This is what white people did. And then you have a list song. This is what white people did. Yes, we'll make a musical about the, the Omaha race riots. Oh, my God, we go on forever. They killed the Indians, raped the land. They, <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, no. uh, this is what white people did. This is what white people did. Oh, my God. Musicians, get in touch with me. I think we're going to move on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is it? I'm confused, you 
birthday. Coco, Coco Taylor was, was that's what they did. Yes. Coco, Coco Taylor did. It's her birthday. Coco but it's Taylor. also other days of being commemorated. Today is also International Poke Day. I'm sorry. It is International Poke Day. Could you spell poke? It's spelled P-O-K-E, but pronounced poke in Hawaiian. In Hawaiian. Okay, it's International Poke Day. Day. In Hawaii, it's yes. pineapples. No, poke, it's a traditional Hawaiian dish. It consists of diced raw fish, sea salt, candle nut, seaweed, and limu, which is a dark green seaweed plant. Okay, hold on. Okay. You got a fish? Well, traditionally, it's uh, served with either um, a type of tuna called aku or octopus. No, wait. What was the original ingredient? What was the... Pro- well, that's what I just told you. Traditionally, the raw fish consisted of either aku, which was a type of tuna, or octopus. Give me the recipe again. Diced raw fish. Diced raw fish. There's your protein. Yes, but you asked what type of fish. So I just told you what type of fish. I'm just saying it's fish and various green seaweed with some salt. Yes. Do they serve it hot, do you know? I don't believe so. So it was like probably cured with lime or some shit? It does not say lime is included. No, I'm just saying how do they like... But modern day day adaptations of it have included soy sauce, fish eggs, wasabi, and green onions. They've also used salmon and different kinds of shellfish for the fish to eat. I don't like fish eggs. Okay. I think it's gross. Now, I'll eat chicken eggs. Okay. But I won't eat fucking fish eggs. Okay. So you don't need caviar then? No. Okay. I think I have been, at some point in my life, maybe a mile and a half between me and some caviar. (laughs) Caviar. What the fuck is the matter with you? Maybe one of my relatives went, maybe caviar. The fuck would I have ever You come may have come across caviar in your various travels. What happened is, in my head, I said, ew, fish eggs is gross. And then I said, well, I'm going to tell him I don't, feel, I don't eat eggs. But then I was like, wait, I eat chicken eggs. <laughs> so that's weird. I can't say I don't eat eggs because I eat chicken eggs. So you do eat eggs. So when, when, I fi- when you finally stopped to take breath, I jumped in <laughs> uh, without rehearsing the line. Oh, okay. So that's why I said um, what I said. Well, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like the idea of, of eating another species egg. Okay. Or any egg, even my own species egg. Shit, eggs just feel gross to me. Well, the next time you go to Hawaii or in an Hawaiian restaurant and you order some poke, make sure you say, hold the fish eggs. First of all, first of all you and I both know if I go into a Hawaiian restaurant and I see that word, I'm going to say poke. <laughs> And they're going to say, oh, do you mean poke? No, give me some poke. If I turn around and look at them. And they'll say, meet us by the restroom. That's what I would be hoping for. But I'm a dirty pig. We know. And who would lay me now? Look at me. We'll serve you as an Hawaiian dish. I like pineapple. I know. <coughs> um, yeah, eggs is weird. Eggs is a weird thing. Okay. It is. It's just weird. Okay. Did you ever think about that? <coughs> no, not really. I eat eggs. Egg. I do too. Chicken eggs. I I'll eat thought, a duck egg. I never thought there was anything weird about Ostrich that. Ostrich eggs scare me. Okay. It's a lot of egg. It's a lot of egg. Yeah, I mean, I'll eat a, uh, a avian egg. Okay. A bird egg. Okay. I've never been offered a turkey egg. How about a snake egg? No. 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 <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Oh, oh. Also, reptile eggs are out. Oh, move on. <laughs> oh, 
move on to the next day that we're celebrating today, which is National Good Neighbor Day. Proclaimed in 1978 by President James Carter in his proclamation, which says, As our nation struggles to build friendship among the peoples of this world, we are mindful that the noblest human concern is concern for others. Understanding, love, and respect build cohesive families and communities. The same bonds cement our nation and the nations of the world. For most of us, this sense of community is nurtured and expressed in our neighborhoods where we give each other an opportunity to share and feel part of a larger family. And you know what about Jimmy Carter? Yeah. He believed that. Yes, I'm sure he did. Are you a good neighbor? Well, I think it's Buddhism. Buddhism? Buddhism, yeah. What does Buddhism have to do with being a good neighbor? More than you'd imagine. Oh, I guess so. You're I think to it is. I think it is from Buddhism that you get the that you get the quote: "Good walls build good neighbors, or good fences build good neighbors." I think that was, but that's not Buddhism. It's not Buddhism. No, <laughs> sounds very Zen to me. I'm sure it does, but I don't think no, that wasn't said by a Buddhist. Uh, who said? I don't know off the top of my head. Would you like me to find out for you? I think the point that you have to live next to people is is the way it is. You have to accept that as of course. A that's the way we live. The question is, are you a good neighbor? We live next to each other. Yes. That doesn't mean that we have to be the same, that we have to get along, that we have to like each other, that we have to even acknowledge each other. And do you think that constitutes being a good neighbor? No, I think that's just that constitutes somebody who minds their own business behind the fence, behind the bushes, behind the, behind so the this moat. Is, is that what you aspire to? Yes. So you do not care to be a good neighbor then? No. Shame on you. Okay, listen. Shame, shame, shame on you. There may be a day you may need the help of a neighbor. There has been, and I have. And you're talking about being a shitty person. No, I'm talking about being a good neighbor. And you're relating it to being a good person. If you're a good neighbor, you're a good person. The person who lives next to me doesn't deserve the best of me only because they live next to me. That's another rhythmic sentence right there. Maybe we could hook it up with the one from before, but which what I don't it, remember. But what would it cost you... To give them your best. It depends. On what? What am I giving them? Well, are they borrowing my, my are they borrowing my snow machine in the in the winter when it's snowing? No. Or am I like feeding a family of twelve? Like, what is the what's going on? I don't know. Okay, what I'm saying is that location uh-huh. and where you are and yes. where you are specifically has a lot to do with a lot of things. Uh-huh. Okay. Chances are the person who you live next to is not all that different from you. Right. Okay. Either in like language or skin tone or religion. You probably live next to a lot of people just like you. Well, I have actually a, a, an increasingly diversified neighborhood. We I'm talking about the general you on this block. and we you knew it. We have Indian people living on this block. We have Hispanic people living in this area. Which is happening more and more often. Yes. But so we're my old. neighbors are not all like me. I thank God for that. I bet you do. <laughs> yes, I bet I you do. get down on your knees every chance you get. <laughs> I bet you thank whatever God... Stands in front of you. I'm an optimistic agnostic. You are an optimistic ag- Oh. <laughs> you know what that bullshit says? It says, I believe in the possibility of a higher deity. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. It says, I want to tell you I don't believe, but I'm too pussyfooted to tell you. <laughs> no. I know it's bullshit, but... I, uh, I'm just saying I believe in the possibility. Nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing that's why wrong. I, that's why I'm a, I am an agnostic and not an atheist. Okay. Is that okay? I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
You're the one who brought it up. Probably not. Oh, I don't think so. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, we now move on to our next segment, which is... Turn your head and cough. <laughs> Ooh, that was a good one. It was. You were very committed to that. I even drooled a little. <laughs> and this is actually sort of an update from last week's episode, because we, last week we uh, observed National Alzheimer's Day. Stop. Yes. We haven't done a turn your head and cough in weeks. I know. So if we did something about Alzheimer's, right. it was in another segment. Yes, it was. So you're cross-pollinating segments. Yes, I am. Okay, good. Because hopefully that will like create a thinner, like <laughs> um, more streamlined experience by like merging them somehow. Okay, so now we're talking about uh, Alzheimer's. Yes. In the... Turn your head and cough turn, segment. In the turn your head and cough segment. Okay. Uh, a, a Japanese company has developed a potential treatment that appears to slow the progress of the disease in a, in a very late stage study. It's an early result showed that its treatment, called lecanemab, reduces patient clinical decline by 27% when compared to a placebo or fake drug after 18 months of the treatment. How, how good did the placebo do? Um, probably not as good as this. I'm sure it didn't <laughs> well, do help at all. That's you know? the news. But the news is that this drug showed a 20% decline in the progress of the disease. I'm just saying that there there are people who believe that a placebo will... People will show progress while using a placebo. It's possible, but I don't see how that's possible with, with a disease like Alzheimer's. I'm sorry, could you go back and repeat the first part of that sentence? It's possible, but it's not possible for... A, I, I want you to listen to that a couple of times. <laughs> Um, it's possible, but it's not possible. It is unlikely that they received any beneficial effects from a placebo for a study of Alzheimer's. But you're not sure about the existence of God or not. I did not... <laughs> Two different topics. Yeah, Apple's of course they do, because everything has to be in its nice, neat little box, and I can only think about one of those boxes at a time, and you're blending them, and fuck you. You can barely handle one topic at a time. Bitch, I'm Especially when things. you go off on three different rants at once. I'm being meta. And you know <laughs> that tonight, I'm being really good about knowing where I am. Okay. You know it. You know it's true. But anyway, this company is already seeking approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and the agency is expected to, so to decide on the approval of the drug by early next year. Okay, well, let's got let's how it works. So that's great news. But my initial reaction was, how old are we going to go? What do you mean? Human. How old are we going to get? How old are we going to eventually live to, even average-wise, as a species? Well, that is, as time has progressed, we are now been living longer and longer. I'm aware. I mean, when you look like two to three hundred years ago, you know, if you lived till 30 or 40, that was considered old age, basically. Okay, because assume for a second that I already know that. Okay. Basis. <laughs> and I'm asking you for, like, with the medical advancements and the way things are moving, um, how long do you think people will live eventually? Eventually, they can live probably maybe up to 150 years. I don't think that's a good idea. Why do you not think it's a good idea? Because... 
Um, maybe well, there'll be strides in medicine and in development of the human body that will allow us to live comfortably up to that time. All right, I have an argument. Okay, if you're gonna not, if you're gonna make it so that people don't have to die. Okay, well, we're not talking about that. We're talking about life extension. We're not talking about achieving immortality. Now, the, my question is, how long do you want to extend that longevity? How long is long enough? I don't know. That's all you have. That's to a say. subjective answer. That's a subjective question. But your question is how long do you think people will end up living? And my answer was probably till about 150 years at the rate we're going. Yeah, I remember that. So remember now you're asking, you're, now you're complaining about an answer I gave to a different question. Yeah, I'm aware of that too. <laughs> you have your techniques and I have mine. Obviously. I'm saying, isn't it like, I don't know. Never mind. Because everybody wants to live forever and everything wants to live I don't want to live yeah. forever. Um, neither do the rest of them. <laughs> okay. I want you to live forever. <clears throat> but there are some people who do want to live comfortably into their later years. Uh, Nothing wrong with that, right? If, if you die at 45, yes. your 40s have been your later years. Yes, I'm okay. kidding. Okay, so now, but we're assuming that you're talking... But now we have a life expectancy that's somewhere, in what, in the late 70s now? I told the shrink once that if I live to 70, it's a failure. <laughs> I don't oh want to be that old, Patrick. God. I don't want to be that bent. I don't want to be that needy. I don't want to be that old. I don't. Why not? I just give you two fucking reasons. <laughs> You accuse me of not listening. But maybe if you took care of your body and your brain and ate right and exercised, so that when you reach that age, you'll still be able to live comfortably. Maybe. Maybe. You have nothing else to say. No, I'm just caught staring you down. <laughs> it works with Louie, and I know it'll work with you too. I have a better idea, I think. We're going to go move into our next segment. There can't possibly be any more segments. Oh, of course there is. <laughs> I'm going to start getting cranky soon. Oh, no. You? Kel Supree. Where's my nicotine? I don't know. But in the meantime, we're going to take a look into my briefs. Oh. I just hope everybody gets that joke. I hope someone that does, too. You know? Yep. That looking into your briefs would cause that reaction? Yes. That people get that. You think people get that? Yeah, I hope so. I, I, I just said... No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm, oh, here it is. All right. You found your mechanical cigarette? I did. Okay. Anyway, in this week's Look Into My Briefs, we're not discussing a particular case, but discussing some comments made by a Supreme Court justice. Which one? Justice Samuel Alito. Samuel Alito. He was speaking at the Catholic University in Washington, D.C., and uh, he was asked how his personal faith affects his work. And he replied that his Catholic faith requires him to consider the real-world implications of his decisions on the nation's highest court. He says that judges can impact people indirectly, but sometimes very powerfully through their decisions. It's important to keep in mind that these decisions are not abstract discussions. They have real impact on the world. We had a discussion once about follow-up questions. Okay. I want to know if there was a follow-up question here. And I want to know specifically. None that was reported. Why? Because I want somebody to ask him next, how you doing with that? Okay. I'm sure he'll say he's fine. I'm sure he wouldn't dare. That's what I'm saying. It's t I mean, come on. It's just, when I read that, I'm like, why does your Catholic faith require you to consider that? 
And even okay. what about your knowledge of the law and legal history? Why doesn't that? Are you considering that in your real world implications? I'm not sure that including the Catholic faith is against the whole dedicated to law thing. Mm-hmm. Like I like to think that you could do both and that they but they they don't interfere with each other. I don't think it's possible, but I like to believe that maybe we can trust other people to like. Well, I think a good example is that is the Supreme Court's current position on the death penalty. Which is what? They're pretty much allowing it, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's been I, constitutional. That question got out of me before I... But and I we're talking about a, a Supreme Court with six Catholics on the court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catholics don't like death penalty aside from what it did for their savior. Well, yeah, that's about it, I guess. <laughs> But uh, it's just when I I just I was I was bothered by that. Is like, why do you need your Catholic faith to to consider to make that consideration? Can't you just use your simple humanity to make that consideration? Yeah. If you need a religion to make you do the right thing, you're a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. If you just don't automatically because it's the right thing do the right thing, then. It's not because you're not a religious person. It's because you're a douchebag. Yeah. Now, there are plenty of religious people who get the credit for, like, the assumed that they do nice things for nice people because they are religious people who don't do those things. So they are also douchebags. Right. And there are people who are religious and who do good things for people and they do good things for people. And if their choice is to credit it to their religion, then that's okay. But it's not really about that. It's just because... Because they're decent, good people. Yeah. Okay? They're not too spirit. But they're religious. I know. So you let that happen. Okay. You accept that. Yes. Even ha- be happy for them for that. Okay? Okay. Has nothing to do with whether or not you should do the right thing when you're wearing the black robe and you enter through the red curtain and you sit with the other eight people. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So let it be written. So let it be done. Just send a company-wide memo so everybody knows that's our stance. <laughs> sound must mean it's time for the week in fascism hide under your desks <laughs> line up in the hallway put your feet up and kiss your ass goodbye <laughs> right. anyway i was we were going to talk about the latest january 6th committee hearing but that was postponed due to the fact that Weather. one of the members of the committee is from florida and her district is in the hurricane path so they have postponed the hearing but I did find other things that we could talk about under this topic. One being, of course, the infamous White House call to the January 6th rioter. Yeah, uh, that was what's-his-name. Who? Came from what's-his-name. He came from New York. The rioter came from New York. The phone call came from... The White House. And it was made by... We don't know. I think we do. No, we don't. Because the number that they traced is the general White House number that you would call. It does not show where the phone call originated in the White House. Okay, so they went through the... I get it. Okay. Yeah, they, they went through all the phone records. records. Yeah, exactly. But they no, discovered who the rioter was. Okay. And it was basically some 20-something-year-old with his two 20-something-year-old friends who they came from New York. They went down to the uh, Stop the Steel rally the night before. Then they went and showed up the next day. They entered into the White House. Uh, not the White House, the Capitol building. They basically walked around the rest of the mob. They really didn't do anything in there and they eventually left about after like 10 minutes. So they were they were already arrested and they salt of the earth. Yeah, I mean they were already convicted of uh, I guess for you know probably trespassing or I think one of the crimes. But the judge basically said, you're all in your 20s, and you all live at home, and it doesn't look like you're doing anything to further your educa- 
education or your means or anything. <laughs> Basically said, grow up, you know? And did he put them in jail? No, I don't think they served any jail time. Because I, they say that they were in there minimal time. They didn't Can I do tell anything. you, I believe that there are people for whom that is the exact appropriate response. Mm-hmm. I think the guy who just got sentenced to seven or eight years. Right. Which is the so far the max of how long they've been. So far, the sentences. Yes. I don't think it's near enough. Right. But that's my own opinion. There's more and I'll though. deal with that, you know. But anyway, this particular rider... Probably when I'm pooping. Probably. This particular rider, they determined he was not affiliated with any right-wing groups at all. They traced his whole social history, social media history and everything. He was just some dumb schmuck from New York who came down there. So how did the White House get his phone number? We don't know. I think we do. He says, the guy claims he does not know anyone who works in the White House. At the time the call was made, this guy, they uh, going by the timeline and photographs on the road, was already on his way back to New York when this phone call was made. Okay. And it only lasted nine seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Minchin? William Minchin? Who was the guy who was, maybe he was the chief of staff at the end? No, that was, um, wasn't that Mulvaney? I think it was him. Okay, what a phone call. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, but- I think I heard that. It wouldn't surprise me. Everyone seemed to have his number, so it wouldn't surprise me if he had all these other numbers. Mulvaney, right? Yeah. Yeah. Such a gross name. I know. Mulvaney. But yeah, so that's the story on him. So yeah, I don't think there's really much of a story there. Uh, yeah, but but thank God you brought it up. Why? I don't know. <laughs> just why did you bring it up? It stopped you Well, because saying, when people... Why did you just... Because when the story minutes. first broke, everyone's like, aha! So there was a connection between the White House and the rioters. Well, we already know there was, but it's, this isn't it. No. <laughs> You may be right, but what I'm saying is it's really curious that that the White House placed a phone call to the cell phone of a kid on his way back from Washington, D.C., before he had been charged, before he had stood in front of a judge. How does the White House know this kid's phone number? Why do they know this kid's phone number? And why did somebody from the White House, anybody from the White House, I think Mulvaney okay. call this kid. I look at it in the best possible light that they dialed the wrong area code when they dialed this number. That's what I think happened. Oh, wrong number. Yeah, that's what I think happened. Wrong number. Now, but they went through the White House switchboard. Yes. But the White House switchboard, although probably excellent, is probably only as good as the information they're given. So if they're told, contact this number for me, and they're given the wrong number. Right. It's not their fault that they dialed the right number. To the, to the wrong number. Okay. To them, they dialed the right number. They were just given the wrong number. I understand. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, it's very... Uh, so that you're saying it was the wrong number. <laughs> that's what I think. That's what I think happened. Okay. It's absolutely reasonable. <coughs> I don't think this is part of the conspiracy. Now, but what I'm saying is that if you do this... Well, what if you do this? What? What if you research... Who owns the number if you change the area code? I'm sure they've already looked into that. Well, we sure just haven't heard anything about it. Don't forget, this information did not come from the committee. It came from a former committee member who published a book. So we don't believe it because of that? No, what, what but his, that his information was limited. He left the committee in like April of this year or April of 2021. And when did this whole rigmarole And, and this happen? story just came out recently. But when did the events of the story happen? On January 6th. 
you know what? Keep going. Keep yeah, going. You just totally lose track of what I tell you. No. First of all, you're so hung up on what you tell me. Yes, because you constantly forget what I'm telling you as I'm telling it to you. Do you ever ask yourself why that was? I know why that is. I think, you know, why is that? No, no, don't you dare. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'll hit you with this pottery. <laughs> Anyway, also in this week in fascism, it seems that fascism is on the rise in some countries in Europe again. Yeah, Italy's going back. Italy just elected um, a new this party, the Brothers of Italy Party, is she's now the majority though. government. Uh, this woman named Maloney is the head of the party. Yeah, 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 she's pretty. But, like I said, the party has its roots in fascism dating back mm -hmm. to Benito Mussolini. In fact, the symbol of the party is a symbol that was used by Mussolini, identified with Mussolini. So the Italians are experienced in dealing with this. Yeah, they've gone fascist before. They have. The question is, why are they going fascist again? Well, I think we all know the answer to that. And what is that? That the borders are all open. Well, immigration's got... an, an issue. That's an issue for a lot of countries. Uh, probably some bullshit economic index that goes back and forth anyway that they're using against somebody else. Um, Actually, Italy has the third largest economy in Europe. Really? Yes. That lovely debris. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it's impressive to see. Though. Italy is impressive. Yes, it's a beautiful country. It's it's to have great stuff over there. And they have great food. Oh, the food is great, but no, I'm talking about like, you know, the Vatican, uh -huh. that one big church there. Yes. What's that called? St. Peter? Is that uh, St. Peter or St. Paul? That's uh, St. Peter's, I believe. In the Vatican. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the stuff they have in Italy is awesome. David is in Italy, for fuck's sake. David who? David. My David. Michelangelo's David. Ah, the statue David. My boo. David's my boo. <laughs> I love David. But anyway, I mean... David has the best ass that has created by man or God. Good David. To, good to know. Good thighs. Nice calves you can imagine holding up. Is he on grinder? Probably not. Anyway, along with uh, with this recent Italian election... Italy must have an Italian version of grinder. I'm sure they do. God, I bet that's hot. I'm sure it is. But along with Italy now, the rise of this fascist party there, you had recent elections in Sweden in which the fascist party there gained about 20% of the seats. No, no, not the Swedes. Yes. Please don't tell me the Swedes going fast. Also, France, you have the party led by Marine Le Pen, which is a right-wing party. French to, the French, to me, are... They're the, poised to take power now in it's France. It's like a ping-pong game over there in France. Well, they've been holding off her party for quite a few years, but that may be changing now. France to me and this is on top of Poland having an authoritarian government. Poland, Hungary, Hungary having an authoritarian yeah, government. Not to mention, even outside of Europe, you have Brazil, where Bolsonaro is. Let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. Could this be why Brexit is? What do you mean? Because somebody saw all this fascism coming, so said, I'm getting the fuck out of here? No, Brexit was uh, basically, it's a right-wing move. The right-wing's aim is to break up the European Union. Well, and that's, what, and that's what they're afraid of now with these countries going towards fascism. I just thought... That they're going to break up the European Union. I just had a profundity. Okay. I just thought that they want to break up any union, every union, mm -hmm. except for the union of one man and one woman. That Now, could, could that fit on a sign? Because I think that would, like, a lot of people would connect with that thought. I'm sure they would. You make the sign. I'm not good at art. <laughs> I'll ask Colin. Oh, that's Colin. Okay. Right. But yeah, I think that's the biggest concern at this point. What is... was it that I said that should be on? Never mind. I, uh, you're going to leave it on the podcast. Just make sure you leave that part on so that I know what to ask Colin to write on the sign. Yes, because I know you remember. I won't remember. I don't you're remember not, You're not remember now. Jesus Christ. He ain't going to help. Obviously not. You're gay. We now move on to our next Jesus segment. don't like the gays. <laughs>
Went around with 12 of them. We know! Many of those guys have a dog. Sorry. Sorry. You'd think Simon at least have a cat. We now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And what did you watch this week, Tommy? Uh, oh, let me guess, let me guess. RuPaul? Uh, yeah, but I'm waiting for the next one because I just started a new UK version. Okay. Um, and I love the UK version. Uh, no, but aside from that, because I always prepare something else, Dahmer. Yes, it's on my list as well. Um, have you watched the whole series? I have not. I'm, we just were up to, we just finished episode eight last night. No, I'm not that far in. I'm, I'm, I'm maybe doing episode four. Oh, okay. You got a ways to go. I got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know the story. I was there. I and, mean, uh, what, what, what do you think of the series so far? I think Evan Peters is amazing. I think he's doing a great job. I think Richard Jenkins is doing an excellent job as his father. As the father. Molly Ringwald is doing well. Yep. The only, this is the same argument people have with just about everything Ryan Murphy does. Right. Is that the performances are epic. Yeah. It, they always have trouble with their content. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, number one is like, you know, how much of what we're seeing on there, you know, factual, how much of it is made up. Okay, hold on. Ryan Murray. Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy. There's drama in there. Of course. He's I mean, adding the drama. We Exactly. We know those conversations that most of them are made up. We know that. But going they're catching in. the gist of what was going on. And the neighbor woman. Who's the neighbor woman? Oh, I think her name is what? Glenda Cleveland or Brenda Cleveland? Not as good as Grover Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but she's, there's a whole episode on her. That's all I'm gonna tell you. Really good. There's a whole episode just on her. It's called the episode's called Cassandra. It's the eighth episode, I think. Okay, seventh or eighth episode. And it's a good episode. So, so I'm, I've been impressed with the whole series so far. First of all, there's a lot of naked him. Yes, yes, there is. Um, he's got a great ass. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's in great shape. He, for yeah, it. he's beautiful. The, I mean, what's his name? Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Um, I have loved him ev- in all of these. To me, Evan Peters, I only know from Ryan Murphy Project. Well, if someone said to me, please give Evan Peters a role where he can smile, because all he does is play killers. <laughs> He's played the dark guy. Yeah. A and couple of times. A couple. And, and American so he, Horror Story, the whole history is him playing. 11 seasons of him being. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But he plays he plays the sad, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lobster Boy is the perfect example of that. Okay. You know, where he's a nice guy and he's a good guy and just, he has lobster claws for hands. Yes. Like, that's his only problem. But <laughs> we'll love him. Yeah, he, he's good at that. Uh, there's a little bit of, of that in Jeffrey. I think just by nature of how quietly and how how calmly he has been playing the whole thing. So. Yes. Well, that's the thing. They're getting close. He was very shy, quiet, you know, as a child, basically. When they kicked him out of the bathhouses. Oh, that whole that scene. Was yeah. That was great. That whole second. I was, the first, number one, I thought the first episode was great, primarily because of the actor playing the victim who got away, Tracy Edwards. Yeah, yeah. His name was Tracy Edwards? Yeah, that's, that was the name of the character. I okay. don't know the name of the actor. Of course you don't. Well, you don't either. So because yeah. you're going to bring it up and then not know the name. Because what I'm saying is he he was the like the audience's eyes for that for that whole episode. You I'm know? enjoying it. It's gonna get you're only four episodes in. It's gonna get even better. Six episode is amazing. Like I said, the episode with the next door neighbor is amazing. But the show has not been without controversy, of, of course. course. 
a lot of controversy. Well, the families of the victims, of course, are complaining. And, I, and they have a right to. And they have every right to. And, you know, I'm not going to deny them that right. No, 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 I support them. But also, something happened just recently. It seems that Netflix had these series listed under LGBTQ content. And so people complained, so they removed it from that section. I heard about this too. And I, I was get like, it. I get it. I was like, come on. Give it, me a break. It's a... It's a... Yes, I understand the queer community does not want to be identified with Jeffrey Dahmer. But number one, Jeffrey Dahmer was gay. Number two, the majority of his victims were gay or they were, or they were all men. He met in gay spots. They were all dark men. Right. Uh, who he told he was going to take pictures of. You all know the, the story. We were yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. We, it, we were there when it happened. The story has a gay protagonist. Yeah. If you don't want to consider or antagonist. That, well, but the story's about him. Yes, it is. So, and it doesn't have to be. The story can be about anyone or all of the victims. The story can be about the Molly Ringwald portrayed stepmother. The story can be about there was a little brother, evidently, we never hear from. So, the, the story, is, but this is Jeffrey. Yeah. Okay. Jeffrey was a gay man who did these things. Yeah. Okay. So, if, if, if you want to put him under the movie under a gay categorization, I think that's correct. I, I see no problem with it being under that category. Oh, really? Category. I don't see a problem with it. I thought you were coming from the other end. I was no. up for a fight. No, I think they should have been left in that in that category. I agree with you. I mean, Roy Cohn, for example, horrible, horrible, horrible man, human being, but a big old closet queen. Everybody knew he was gay. Yeah. And if they made a documentary about him now, it should be included under gay content. I'm it, sorry. It would certainly be a hashtag. Right. Well, have you learned about hashtags? When he, yeah, like yes. you learned a little bit about it. Yes. I do, but but do you see how they work? And, yes, I do. And Thank how you. effective they can be? Yes, I do. Thank you. I'm just saying, like, I'm a little deeper into the internet than you are. Oh, okay. Maybe a lot deeper. I guess. Uh, oh, my God. You have to cut that. No, I'm leaving that in That's now. awful. That's awful. That's <laughs> disgusting. Well, you are disgusting. <laughs> anyway, that's about uh, if uh, I want to say about Don. I definitely recommend watching the series. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. He's, yeah. He's beautiful. God, that ass. I'm up to this. The, uh, he wakes up with the, with the guy in bed, and he doesn't know why he's... Mm. Mm. They're in the fancy hotel. Okay. And there's a big long scene the next morning. Yes. Okay. And and Yeah, I know the scene you're talking about. He's laying in his tidy yeah. ways on his stomach yes. on the bed for, yes. for like extended periods of time. Yes. I enjoy that. <laughs> and but then the scene later when he's trying to make the guy wake up because he couldn't possibly have caused that big fucking gash on his head. <laughs> uh it was a good scene. Yes, it was. But God the tidy whities were fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. Good thighs. I'm sure Evan Peters will be very pleased to hear that. Listen, if Evan Pete, if I can please Evan Peters, I would like either it be my way. I'll do his laundry. I'll cook. What do you need, Evan? You'll do Evan Peters, Peter. Please. And if you don't want that, but let me do your laundry. Okay, I'm in. No, he's yeah, and he's talented. I'm sorry, he's talented. Yes, he is. You know, it sounds like when people say he only ever gets to play this bad guy. Yes, I think they're trying to minimize or don't realize that what they're doing is minimizing his talent yes. because he can only play the one character. I think he's played more than one character, and I've loved them both. Good. <laughs> I'm glad you're done. I also watched an old movie this past week, which I want to recommend to people. Older than you? Older than me. It's from 1957. Five years older than me. Ten years older than me. Right. It's a movie called A Face in the Crowd. 
Okay. It starred Patricia Neal and Walter Matthau in a supporting role. And in his film debut, Andy Griffith. Okay. He had basically come right off of Broadway where he had starred in the show No Time for Sergeants. And they brought him in for this movie. Nobody does that show enough. What? No, no Time, Time for, for Sergeants? Sergeants? Yeah, I don't know anybody who yeah, does that I, show. Yeah, you know, there's nobody who, like, who does those shows. No. There ought to be a law about that. There ought to be. So hold on a second now that we're stopped. Yes. Um, can we go back for a second? Patricia Neal. Yes. Wasn't there something... What's the story with Patricia Neal? What What I, happened to I Patricia Neal? I don't know. How did then... I don't know. Did she become sick? Did she come from... Did I they make her know. crazy? Patricia Neal, there's a story there. I don't know any story about Patricia Neal. Good, never mind. But anyway, in this movie, Patricia Neal plays this, where she's an executive at a radio station. I guess it's in Arkansas or Mississippi, whatever. In 1957? Yes. A woman? Yes. In charge? Yes. It's a small radio station. Telecommunications? Yes. Okay, sounds a little... She's not in charge. She's an executive there. She works there. Uh, uh, okay. But anyway, she has this segment called The Face in the Crowd, where... She interviews ordinary people. Mm. And in this one segment, she decides to interview people in the local jail. And she finds Andy Griffith, who's basically this drunk drifter who's passed out in the jail. But he has this whole style of speaking and homespun wisdom, which catches on with the radio listeners. Before you know it, they hire him for a job. And then he moves on to television. He becomes a big star on television. Then he becomes like an influencer in politics. And it basically traces his whole rise and ultimate fall the end. Is this a true story? No, not a true story, but I found it very relevant to today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the power of the media, the power one person can have in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bullshit artist. Yeah. And it was great seeing Andy Griffith in a role. I had never seen him in a role like this before, you know? He wasn't, you know, Sheriff Andy. He wasn't Matlock. Was he hot? Um, well, I, wouldn't, I didn't find him attractive. He no. must have been young. Yes, he was. He was probably in his 20s, I guess. 20s or 30s, maybe. Did he do any shirtless scenes? Yes, he did. Did he? Yes, he did. How was it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to write home about, okay? There were no bulging pecs or anything like that. No, wait, no six-pack? No, no six-pack abs. So, when you say things, well, there was no six-pack. His torso wasn't, like, sculpted like David's. You know, that, that, that's an answer. Oh, that's an answer. Okay, what you said was just... just because that shouldn't be your reason for watching this movie. You should not be judging my reasons for anything. <laughs> that's the first thing. Oh, my God. Are you going to bed? Not hot. Not hot? Thank you, Stephen. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Oh, can I just say, speaking of hot, yes. So far, is this the same calendar we've been looking at all year? Uh, well, it's the same calendar, different month. It's yes. A different month. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I knew. Okay. Uh, the picture is different. I'm asking because most of the pictures this year have been of cocks of various quality. Yes. This picture is of an ass and a face and a chest and thighs and a right thumb of exceptional quality. Yes. This is beautiful and perfect. This this picture here. Finger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That ass is just, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just saying. We, you, there was a topic that reminded me of the calendar, so I took the time to mention it. Okay. Also under We Like to Watch, nothing that I've watched yet, but things that are being that are coming out now. Can I be honest? What? I've noticed a couple of different rants I've been on tonight. Yes. Like, you usually accuse me of rants. Yes, I do. And I haven't so far. I've been insulted Actually, by that. Actually, rants should frankly. be the word. Tangents should be the word. Because you go on tangents more often than you go on rants. I like that. I like that. <laughs> 
Because there's more syllables. Oh, okay. I just want to say, I just want to say, tonight I have noticed. Oh, okay. I'm glad you have noticed your tangents. Anyway, this week the film Bros has been released. And I interrupt you in the middle of a sentence. As you just did once again! So Bros is supposed to be like the, the new gay... Well, like... it's the first gay-led film being released by a major film studio. Okay. It's also supposedly the first film with an all queer cast and crew. Self-identifying. Yes. Out to the public. Yes. Because there's been a lot of gay movies. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, and it's who? Billy Eichner is starring in it. Billy Eichner. I don't have a grasp on Billy Eichner. A lot of it has to do with the fact that the word Eichner okay. brings me to Disney right away. Because that's a different a different person. Obviously. That's why there's trouble, you see. Oh, is that why there's trouble? <laughs> Billy. Dickhead. Billy. Um, of course, I, I, uh, it's hard. Billy Eichner. Who is he? Who tell me who Billy Eichner is? He was a comedian. He made his fame on The Tonight Show with his segments on the street, Billy on the Street. With The Night Show with? I don't remember which one because I don't watch The Late Shows. I only watch oh, those The segments. Late Show? Yeah, it was one of The Late Shows. Okay. Do we answer who the, who the host? Because they all come with different, like, men on the street. Although, I will say that, what's his name? The Chin guy? I don't know who that is. The guy is. with the chin. Jay Leno. Okay. He had a really great man on the street segment. Okay. Um, and now it's become sort of very good. Okay. Very good. Very good. Very I'm sorry, so go ahead. Well, this machine that's been released, and also there's going to be a traveling interactive touring version of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. To celebrate the cult film's uh, annual birthday. It was first released in 1975. Stop. Yes. Annual birthday? Well, yes. Annual birthday. Well, the anniversary of its release. Can we edit that? <laughs> no, let's leave that in. That's make, fun. Make less words. <laughs> no. Annual why birthday. We, why would you, Mr. Tangential, worry about less words? Don't you talk about my parts. <laughs> First of all, you have never seen them, you have no right. Oh, my God. All I'm saying is, uh, yeah. But along with the Whatever show, they're also having costume contests. Of course. And they're going to have a traveling mini museum of memorabilia. Now, is the contest that, like a... a, a, a uh, a costume contest based on Rocky Hall. Yes. Um, how do we judge that? Is that based on um, how close you get to the original costume as appeared in the I, film? I don't know. Do we talk about how how do you take those those iconic costumes and interpret them and use them with modern mores, modern materials, modern ideas? Well, and ha uh, what is the uh, what what's that word? When you, the criteria, the scale of judgment. I don't know. I'm just saying that there's there's a, a whole lot. Uh, and the movie's been around, what, 120, 125 years? Since like, 1975. There's a lot of to go through. Yes. It's been around a long time. It's it's meant a lot. All right, fuck you. <laughs> Just fuck you. Fuck you. Every, I, I, go ahead. Anyway, the show kicks off this Saturday in, well, it's supposed to kick off in Florida. I'm not sure if it still is. Oh, probably not. With the hurricane going on right now. Let's see if there's a Florida. But that's moving on to California, Idaho, Ohio, Michigan, Arizona, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and Virginia, Vermont, and North Carolina. Stop. Which one doesn't belong? I don't know. Idaho? Idaho. The Rocky Horror? Yeah. Live on stage? Well, there must be some small minority out there. Well, there are, uh, there, of course there are. There is, but wow. Right? Wow. And each show is going to be introduced by Barry Bostwick. Okay. Brad Majors himself. Live? Live. He'll be at each one. He will be at every one of them. Yep. Because you know Susan ain't going. No. Susan got shit to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she got people to piss off. 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. She's got she got to be Susan Sarandon. Yeah, she does. She's got to do that job. Not always pretty. No. But she usually is. Yes, definitely. The girl currently playing Susan Sarandon. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Yes, it's time for People Saying Stupid Things. Okay, I'm ready. And this one was just too easy. It was shooting fish in a barrel. It was none other than Donald J. Trump okay. himself. Okay. In an interview with Sean Hannity, talk about declassifying documents. And he said, there doesn't have to be a process as I understand it. You're the president of the United States. You can declassify just by saying it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Don't ever do that accent. <laughs> you don't like my Donald Trump it's impersonation? Bad. No, it's bad. It's not a Donald do, Trump. Do you think you could do one better? I don't. No? No. I'm well, sure. How dare you criticize mine? I'm saying if you're going to put it out there, you need to rethink that. Try. I'm just as a friend. You have broccoli in your teeth? You know, that kind of friend? That was bad. Thank you. Yeah, just a bad Donald Trump. Just stay the straight ahead quote reading like a newscaster. Yeah, he's so stupid. Just by thinking about it, I can make th- something. Well, I mean, it's like, does he really sincerely believe this? Yeah. Well, or is he just bullshitting like everything else he bullshits about? You know? It's like one or the other. I believe he believes in absolute power. Well, it's the thing. He thinks that being president means being a king or but a dictator, it, which, but is he, which is why he admires people like Putin and uh, the leader of North Korea, for God's sake. But he only believes those things in America as it relates to him. Of course. You know, uh, he should have been the king. He should have been anointed. Uh, but this next guy is the president, and he's not been king, and he's not been anointed. So he's just a disgusting, despicable. And you know what's amazing is the people who support him the most, he would give up in a fucking heartbeat. Of course he would. He would turn every one of those people over. I mean, you know, that groundwell support, where it's coming from. That's what happens in the movie of Facing the Crowd. The Patricia Neal leaves a microphone on at the end of one of his shows, and he starts talking down about his audience and what a bunch of losers and hicks they are exactly and it goes out over the air and basically brings him down does it yeah because that's and that's trump you that know? is absolutely trump that's trump he don't give a fuck about those people no they have nothing that interests him of course nothing not. that concerns him nothing that he wants to make better he uh, he except for their vote he was pro-choice until he ran for president then he became pro-life you know the whole he doesn't board, care the whole border thing he's just striking up a fear i love ignorant people i love the uneducated you didn't use the word ignorant. Yeah. He, he said, I love the uneducated. Yeah. I just would love to see his lawyers try to argue this point in court that he can mentally declassify documents. Yeah. There's gonna, <laughs> I mean, eventually there's going to be a judge who says... Enough already. Yeah. No, this... No. This just is not true. So, to Donald Trump, we say... Stupid! You're so stupid! Yeah, it doesn't get much worse than that. Oh, my God. Hold my beer. <laughs> Julie Andrews, save us from this pain and misery. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Yes, time once again for our five faves. And this week, being that it was today was National Good Neighbor Day, our category is the name of our five favorite TV show neighbors. The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. Oh, right at the top of your list, the huh? The Jeffersons, right away. I didn't even have to think <coughs> You didn't waste any time, did the you? The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. They were fantastic. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll approve of that. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> I loved Wheezy. The Jeffersons. The first one I have on my list, The Kravitzes from Bewitched. I was going to go with Kravitz, <laughs> but I knew you'd have it because you're old. That's right, I'm old. So I knew you'd have it. All right. The Kravitzes <laughs> is vital. Is, yeah. I love Abner. <laughs> yes, the way he just blows off in his wife the whole time. Yeah, you would. <laughs> That's the if you were married, to, if you were married to Gladys Kravitz, what would you do? And now replace the words Alice Kravitz with Stephen Prendergast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I don't think she would use the word fuck as much. No, of course not. <laughs> it's updated, of course. Yes. First of all, it's two men. <coughs> yes, it is. Who's next on your list? Rhoda. Ro- I have Rhoda on my list. But I said it first. <laughs> Rhoda Morgenstern. Yes, we're talking about Rhoda Morgenstern from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. The best next door neighbor you could ever ask for. She was probably. actually upstairs. She was upstairs? She That's had, right, yeah. She lived upstairs. Yes, yeah, so it was like a, it was like a house, two-level house or whatever, and with there was three this apartments. Attic that didn't have all Because I think Phyllis things. lived in that same building, too. Yeah, Phyllis, Phyllis lived on in one of the apartments in the house. Yeah. Rhoda lived upstairs in that attic that was, like, it didn't have a kitchen or something. Yeah. Like, it was just some sort of loft space. Yep. That she lived, yeah, because she, because Rhoda was a hippie. Yes, yeah, well, she was much cooler than Mary was. Well, of course. Mary was sort yeah. of square, Mary you know? Mary was square, and, Ro- and, and Phyllis was just... She was the best, you she, know? Well, she was like a Karen, Karen of the time. Uh, so, yeah, not as rich. <laughs> not as rich. <laughs> not as mean. Okay. <laughs> I go with Rhoda for number two. Okay, and like I said, Rhoda was on my list, so who's your number three? Wait, hold on. Okay, fuck you. It's Kramer. Kramer, Cosmo Kramer Cosmo from Kramer. Seinfeld. Cosmo Cosmo was a great TV neighbor. Yeah, he just bursts in. Yes, that entrance that he makes. Yeah, uh, he's a great neighbor. Yeah, he's a horrible neighbor. Yes, he is. But he makes a great neighbor. I love when he set his apartment up into a talk show uh, set. When the door when the door opened and he slid in, looking ridiculous, yeah. anything could happen. Yes, it at could. That point. Definitely. Number three on my list, probably a bit more obscure. I'm not sure if you even know him. Charlie Dietz from Empty Nest. Char- Hold on, I knew Empty Nest. Charlie Dietz was the airline pilot. Yes, he was. Who lived next door? He was played by that guy. He played by David Leisure, who also played Joey Suzu in the uh, Suzu commercials. Yes. Yes. In which he lied about everything. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Okay, so yeah, I remember this guy. Yeah. I remember that show. It was like in the exact same set, redecorated yeah. as the Golden Girls. Because I was tossing between him and Larry from Three's Company, but I never really liked Larry. Larry always turned me off. No, the Three's Company neighbor is my number But four. Charlie, D- really? He's yeah. my number four? Yeah, but it's not Charlie. Oh, uh, okay, but Charlie, I, Charlie's my number th- my number. No, it's three. not It's not Walter, who the guy, the, the upstairs horny neighbor. Oh, okay. My number four would be either the Ropers or what's his name? Uh, when the Ropers left, what's his name to go? Well, they're the, they're the landlords. I wouldn't call them neighbors. They lived in the building. Yeah, but then I wouldn't call them neighbors. They're landlords. They're different. Barney Fife was the was the replacement. Yes, Mr. Furley. Mr. Furley. Yes, right. That's but he was my, a landlord. That's why number. Four. I wouldn't call him a neighbor. That's why number four. Ah, you're cheating on that. That's they lived in the same building. They were neighbors. <laughs> you know, they didn't they didn't have a good fence. <laughs> My number four is Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. Oh, good one. <laughs> Oakley Doakley. I didn't think 
in animation at all. Oh. Well, now that you have, I have to go with number five, who should have been number one, the Rubbles. The, oh, Barney and Betty Rubble. They were with their child band band. And which you got to go back then to uh, Ed and... Uh, which goes back to the Nortons. Right, the Nortons. That's where they're from. They were the next, they were the original, yep. they were the DNA of neighbors. Yes. Okay, now a whole new world has opened up to me. <laughs> And if you think a black girl playing fucking Ariel is bad, imagine a 55-year-old doughy Irishman. A whole new... That's not Ariel. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, for my last choice, it's Penny from The Big Bang Theory. Oh, ew. Why? Well, how can you not like Penny? I love Penny. Then what's, your, what's your problem with my choosing her? My problem is not with your choosing her. I don't care. Well, then why did you say ew? I don't give a fuck who you choose. No, I want to know the reason for you saying ew to Penny. I don't give Penny. a fuck about the topic. Ew to Penny. Ew to, ew to the Big Bang Theory. Now, why? Because it is every single sitcom uh, uh, trick. It's every single sitcom. God, I don't know what I'm supposed to say here. I don't know. It just, it's, it's. It copies every single in every single way. Okay, there's the four characters. Uh-huh. Okay. If you break down the four characters, you can get each one kinda close to a golden girl. Okay. Okay. There's the neighbor. There's the guy with the, the voiceless Well you can, at that rate you can say the same thing about Will and Grace. Yes. You have the four characters. Yes. They could be the golden girls. They you know? Were, yes. You go to Mary Tyler Moore. They're sitcoms. They follow a certain formula. Yes, they have the voice. It it just so happened to me that Big Bang Theory is when I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's just you could put anybody into the... Now, who... Sheldon is a genius character. Yes, he is. The whole thing about them being geniuses and... and Yes, they're all these nerdy scientists That's all five. That's that's what, you know, makes Nerdy scientist meets sexy girl next door. And Johnny Galecki is adorable. Yes, he is. I, I love him. him on Roseanne. I saw we. I saw him in Little Dog Laughed on Broadway. I did what? too, where he was naked. Yes, and he was. That had to be a prosthetic. <laughs> if not, Johnny, call me. Because damn boy. So I don't understand your problem with the show. Uh, my problem with the show is that it's just so blatantly a cover of every other sitcom that has come before it. So what? It's, it's funny. Just, it's funny. It's it's, fun. its aim is to be funny. It's, and it's, and funny, it's funny and it's entertaining. It's funny. Had great guest stars throughout the show. Bob Newhart, for God's sake, was yeah, on the yeah, show for yeah, a number yeah. of episodes. Who was the guy in the wheelchair? The guy in the wheelchair. The smart guy. Uh, in the Stephen Hawking made a number Hawking. of appearances on it. I have no wine. I have no tea. Oh I my have no God! You are out no of fluids. Replies. You must finish this, <laughs> and you must finish it now. Well, we now come to our final segment of the night, which I'm sure makes you very happy. We're one segment too long. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the grumpy old game and gripe of the week. And what is your gripe this week? My gripe this week is podcasts that start recording late. <laughs> my my gripe this week is, is uh, overtime. Unpaid overtime. My gripe this week. Actually, we have ended later than this. What time is it? It is now 20 after 10. We have ended really? later than this. We ended later than this last week? I don't know about last week, but a couple of weeks or months ago, we definitely ended later than this. Last and week. I didn't hear you complaining then about it. Okay, I have to say then that, that as the numbers go, 
<laughs> Last week we didn't end until ten thirty. I knew because I was like sitting here like a raisin. I know. Like it was I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of here. But that was your own fault because of your numerous tangents. Yes. Now this week I <laughs> If the audience only knew what I took out of the podcast episode. At this uh, uh, this week it's weird because I recognized the tangents. Yes. But didn't but I thought it ran much longer. Okay. Time should be relative when you're having fun. It should be. That's yes. what they say. That's what Hallmark says. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's a lousy gripe for, right. to have. Uh, okay, hold on. I have another one. <laughs> what happens is you usually lead me into the gripes. Yes. By being a dick. <laughs> yes. Oh, I was not being dickish enough no. for you? No. Oh. <laughs> Plenty dickish. Uh, you didn't like the gripe. So, what was my... I don't think it was a legitimate gripe. What was my legitimate gripe? <laughs> I'll go after you. Actually, I really don't have a gripe. You're a dick. I had two big gripes for the past two weeks. That surely makes up for that. You didn't have a gripe last week. Of course I did. Well, you did. It was a very short one. What was it? I don't remember. It was so inconsequential. Fine. It's only a gripe of the week. It's only a gripe. It's of the week. My only gripe is that I'm gaining weight again. That's my gripe. No, you know. You're old. <laughs> no, I'm lazy. That's my problem. Well, you combined the two of them. Plus, I haven't been able to ride my bicycle all summer long. Because What's the excuse for that? Because of the seizure. My doctor said the neurologist that I was not allowed to go bicycle riding. Doctors are the most convenient excuse ever. To never do anything. But I love bicycle riding. Okay. I would go, like, I would try to go a couple times a week. Well, you bicycle riding. And I'd go riding, riding. And it comes with a theme song. What do you mean? (laughs) You're you're like Miss Gulch on that thing. Yeah, with intent. (laughs) Knowing where you're going. I gotta get there. (laughs) Dorothy Gale. I'm gonna get that little dog. Bit me. Uh, oh my god. I'm gonna take him to the sheriff and see that he's destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not Toto. Anyway, this brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. You've said that twice. Yes, but you keep on interrupting me then. And then I have to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And I think I always said it once. But be that as it may, we hope you enjoyed our frivolity and jocularity. I think be that as it, as it may. Yes. Should be like an, an one of those initial words, like LOL. Oh, uh, okay. B-T-A-I-M. B-T-A-I. No. B-I-B-I-A. Be that. T. As it no. may. B-T-A-I-M. Too many vowels. There's no T. <laughs> None of the words oh begin with God. T. <laughs> So it's B. And then you wonder why we go so long. It is a B-I-A-I-M. B-I-A-I-M. No wonder why. B-I-N-G-O. B-I-N-G-O. Well, there's that for those of us with head injuries. (laughs) Go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyway, we want to remind you that you can find all of our episodes, plus all our bonus material, on our website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Anything else you'd like to add, Tommy? Bye, bitches! That's it? You don't want to tell them what you're doing this week? What your Any plans this weekend? None of their business. None of their business? I don't care. Are you working at any shows this weekend? Bye, bitches! <laughs>
And besides, I haven't given you the lead in to say bye. Wait, wait, that yet. wasn't my cue? No, that's no. not your cue. You right, know wait. what your cue is by now. Okay, I'll wait. Uh, okay. Anyway, have a good <gasps> I remember what my cue is. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. It's the three have a good. Yes, I was yeah, just about yeah, to yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. God help us all. They lived across the street down the house. <laughs> Dude, I had three boys and a girl to have a good time. Oh, my God. Anyway, have a good night. Have a good week. Have a good life. And we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. We got sawdust on the floor.